What's up, shipheads? This is the Suryat Show. We are presented by nobody, but we're going to present you with some good stuff today. We got week nine NFL preview. The Browns might be back. The Nets are not back. The Lakers might be back. We're going to also talk about our participation trophy awards so far, our bold predictions for the second half of the season, and much, much, much more. I am joined in Cleveland by my twin brother at Brickball Blitz and in I don't know where at Matasaurus Rex. Uh, our top headlines for today. The Browns beat the Bengals last night 32-13. Joe Burrow is now 0-4 against the Browns in his career. When asked about it, he said, hey, look, I can smoke tobacco indoors and there still wouldn't be as much locker room cancer in a building than the Brooklyn Nets currently. The Falcons are in first place in the NFC South. It's not very funny, but at least it's true. Elon Musk announced today that it would cost $8 per month to be verified on Twitter. In other news, it's going to be open season for whoever wants to be the verified Las Vegas Raiders Twitter account because there's no way Mark Davis can pay that. The Nets fired Steve Nash and are replacing him with former Celtics coach Ime Udoka, who was suspended for mistreatment of a female employee. When asked about the hire, owner Joe Tsai said he thanked Kyrie Irving, saying, Everyone would have thought this hire was controversial if Kyrie wasn't anti-Semitic. Yeah, it's actually crazy because um, Joe Tsai actually told Ime Udoka that Ben Simmons would be his mentor going forward. Uh, he thinks Ben would help Adoka not shoot his shot anymore either. Or Kyrie, because Kyrie's not choosing this shot either. Zach Wilson struggled last Sunday as he threw three interceptions against Bill Belichick's defense, making it the first time Wilson struck out against an older person. The Detroit Lions traded TJ Hawkinson to the Minnesota Vikings, which is certain to help them kickstart this 60-year rebuild they've been working on. Kyler Murray, bad internet connection, sleepy, has been ruled out of Sunday's game against the Seahawks. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow moves to 0-4 against the Browns, making it the first time in his football career that he's gone winless against a college team. After firing Steve Nash, the Brooklyn Nets are likely to hire disgraced Celtics coach Ime Udoka. It's being said that guard Kyrie Irving will be handling the background check as he's so great at doing his own research. He might have handled the background check because they hired him like 20 minutes after uh, Steve Nash was fired. It's so ridiculous. Can we get into that right away? Because I can't believe... How, is he still under contract? Is he still under contract? Apparently, he legally like is, but the Celtics are just gonna let him walk to a division rival free of charge. So you got to imagine the second he gets there, they're gonna drop all the details on this controversy, right? Steve Nash better be running to the Nelk Boys Full Send podcast right now to drop all the details. I, I saw his tweet uh, about the Nets. Like, say say what you will about the Nets, but they're never boring. That's correct. Like, they are an absolute circus. Locker and cancer. Also, I'm I'm surprised nobody called me on saying the first podcast Steve Nash would go to is the Full Sun podcast. But I guess we got a uh, no. It's just true. Got some Nelk fans in the house. Steve, oh, absolutely. Come on the podcast. Steve will do it, <laughs> and Steve Nash. That'll be that would be something. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, Everything that has to do with the Brooklyn Nets right now is not basketball. Everything that is news for them is not basketball. It is all off-the-court stuff. It's Kyrie saying stupid stuff. It's them hiring somebody that said unwanted stuff to a former female employee. Um, their owner uh, is the CEO of Alibaba and has done some shady stuff in Hong Kong in the past. It seems like everything is just not about basketball. And... I actually really enjoy the Nets imploding right now. Uh, we're probably an anti-Brooklyn Nets podcast right now. Yeah, I don't know. I literally don't know how you could make that team more toxic than it is right now. They have the three most toxic players in the league. They've hired just the most controversial coach in the league. Their GM and owner, both. I, I don't, like, you can't even clean house enough in Brooklyn. 
Like you'd have to just destroy the franchise. It just seems very weird for them to make this Ime Adoka hire. I don't fully understand why they did it. I, I feel like I'd be more comfortable riding with the interim coach for the rest of the year, whoever's the coach currently. Um, or maybe hiring somebody that, I don't know, uh, didn't just get suspended for an entire year and probably was going to get fired by the Boston Celtics. But I'm not in the NBA, so I don't know. I, maybe that's not my call. It's also just so weird because it does feel like Steve Nash was the furthest thing from the problem in Brooklyn right now. They've got a million things going on. It didn't feel like it was a Steve Nash problem, but it just felt like they needed to do something. I don't know if the owner is just basically siding with Katie and Kyrie at this point, but I th- I, I personally think he's I personally think he's siding with Nash at this point because Nash kind of like always had that body language of like, oh please God, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here managing these dorks. You think it was a mercy kill? Do you think he's siding with Steve Nash as like, hey, I wanted to put you out of your misery? I mean, it's a possibility. Like, All I know is like, Steve Nash is probably the happiest person in the world because he doesn't have to deal with the stress of coaching right now. Best job in the world is being a fired coach. A fired coach. Uh, and Yeah, I mean, I just want him to go to some sort of podcast and kind of spill the beans because I would imagine he, I mean, he came out and said um, or he told somebody that he lost the locker room completely. They weren't responding to him. Um... And Steve Nash is a, he's not just some average Joe. He's a Hall of Famer, arguably the one of the best passers in NBA history, the greatest free throw shooter up there with Mark Price in NBA history. I mean, this guy is is very well respected in the NBA community, and you know it was, it, it was mutually agreed upon that he would be fired um, on a team with Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and the guy that doesn't shoot the ball. So that's this is. I'm excited. There's going to be some juice that comes out. It's going to be it's going to be sweaty here pretty soon. Uh, do we think the Matt? Do you think the Nets are going to be able to turn this thing around? I think they will just because of the pure talent on the team. Like I don't think they miss the playoffs. Plus the East doesn't seem as strong this year. At least like not at the bottom. I think they're probably like a sixth or seventh seed. But and Odoka is a solid coach. In his first year, he got the Celtics to the finals. It's the off-the-court stuff that's a little weird. Um, it's not, it's not I don't the only think, thing about him that's solid. That's true. <laughs> uh, you got me there. Uh, I don't think this is the last like bad story we're going to hear from them. I think there's going to be a lot more that comes out. I think it's going to be a weird-ass season, but if it takes the heat off my Lakers, I'm here for it. Interesting. We'll talk about them in a second. But it is interesting how when somebody gets fired or somebody moves on from an organization, how all these stories start to leak out. And some stuff has leaked out about Ime Udoka on the Celtics today. And I guarantee you something's going to happen this week. I bet you tomorrow where Steve Nash or somebody within the Nets organization, a.k.a. Steve Nash, talking to a reporter, uh, spills the beans about some stuff. I'm sure it'll be some Kyrie Irving story because that dude is fucking clueless. When Shaq is, it goes on TV and calls you an idiot, uh, you're you're probably an idiot. So, uh, hey, that's Doctor Shaq to you. Lake Doctor Shaq to me. Hey, the Lakers. Speaking of uh, somebody that played for them, the Lakers won a game. They're back. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts, man? I, I think you. Uh, I think you might have fixed them. Yep, I was there at the game. I gave him not the one that won but <laughs> i was there at the game against the timberwolves first time seeing lebron ever in real life that was kind of cool um were you shaking i was a little nervous i did like have that thing where i was like i might meet him tonight it's like i think it's what a teenage girl feels like when they go to a harry styles concert like you wear a nice <laughs> outfit you're like what if he just calls me out in the crowd and wants to hang out didn't happen 
But um, I liked what I saw from the win. They're finally letting Russell Westbrook play more, which is kind of counter- counterintuitive to what we were all saying this time last week. We were all saying, like, trade Russell for scraps. But when you let him play just, like, the actual point guard role and then just kind of, like, live with the turnovers a little bit, it, I don't know. It seems to kind of work. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like it's inevitable for it to not work and Anthony Davis to be uh, fully injured for the rest of the year. But for now, it seems like it's working, and that's nice. I like the I like the role of Russell Westbrook coming off the bench and, uh, you know, revitalizing the bench. Because every time LeBron comes out, uh, the Lakers go down by a huge deficit. So Westbrook apparently just kind of leading this charge. Then when LeBron and Anthony Davis come back in, uh, you know, they have momentum. So it worked really well, and the Nuggets aren't a bad team. They're a very, very, very good team. So uh, I, I just don't think it's going to work out. But you know, it all, I'm happy for you it right now. It all depends on Anthony free. Davis. That like, if he's on the court, they have a chance. If he's not, they have zero chance. They just have too much money, and all their draft picks were sunk into him. And when your second best player is not playing half the games, you just don't have a chance. Yeah, it, it, like he definitely does impact that. But I will say, like. Looking at some of the Lakers stats, like like they are like fourth in like steals per game and uh they have like the second highest defensive rating out of any team. I think either either it's the Celtics or Cavs that are above them right now. But so like their defense is doing pretty well right steals now. Steals per game. Does that have anything to do with uh the contract that Russell Westbrook was given? Well, how about we transition into that talking about the NFL trade deadline which concluded today on Tuesday? Um, the Broncos themselves traded Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. Any anybody uh what trade, I guess, encapsulated you the most or thought you're like, that was wild? Uh, probably the Lions trading with a divisional opponent. I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I did too, and especially like yeah. a piece that could help them a lot. I feel like Dan Campbell's going to get fired. I do too. I'm way over the Dan Campbell thing. He's the he's like the golden retriever. You know, everybody loves him, but he just... But it's it's like look, I, I love my mailman. I think he's a great guy, not like that. But I I mean he look he's not a he's he can't be an NFL coach just because someone's a good person doesn't mean they're they're a good coach. And, and Dan Campbell was a good coordinator. He was a good player in the NFL, and he's a he's a people guy and he's a motivator. But holy cow, they have the worst defense in the NFL, and they also just made a head scratching trade with a division rival. So I I, I don't know. Um, the one that really like fucked me up was the Jaguars trading for Calvin Ridley, who isn't even playing this season. Um, I think, I mean, he hasn't played, he didn't play last year because he took like a mental health break. Yeah. So as somebody who lives in a city where uh, they're waiting for a superstar to play after not playing for a couple seasons. Now, granted, Calvin Ridley was betting on games. Uh, Sean Watson was not betting on games, let's just say. Um, Calvin Ridley, I don't know. I don't know. I, I did get some intel, though. Um, Calvin really, uh, when asked about getting traded to the Jaguars, uh, he said, bet. They're trying to get Trevor Lawrence some weapons. Travis Etienne, I think, uh, had a great game this past weekend. Um, they got Christian Kirk, obviously. They've invested a lot in that offense, so we'll see how it goes. I don't know. Just, uh, Matt, do you have a trade in mind that you liked? Um, I don't know if I liked it, but I just kind of want to get your thoughts on it. Chase Claypool to the Bears for a second-round pick. I mean, at least they're helping Justin Fields out to some degree. I, I like that they're giving him a chance, but it's just crazy. He's QB1, man. He threw, he threw a touchdown this past weekend. He No, he's QB1, Chase Claypool. Um, he threw a touchdown to Derek Watt. I think it's funny because um, if you guys remember at the NFL draft, Chase Claypool announced his replacement in George Pickens. So he's gone. 
He gone. He announced the, the pick. Um, as a notorious Chase Clownpool hater, um, I'm sad to see him go because you always want somebody in the division that you can kind of like roast and blame the game on and get mad at. Um, I, I, it's like that Alex Jones meme, I think, where it's like the before and after and his skin is just redder in the second pick, but he didn't lose any weight. That's what I think is, is for him going from Kenny Pickett to Justin Fields. Not that Justin Fields is incapable, but the Browns, I mean, excuse me, Jesus. The Bears historically are not a great quarterback team. And so in in relation, you know, the wide receiver isn't going to do as well. Now, obviously, the Bears had a uh, had a better a better weekend um, than, than usual, which is good for them. But I don't know. You give, give Justin Fields weapons, we'll see what happens. I, I'm not too optimistic about it if I, if I was Chase Claypool. I will say before we move on, Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick is a steal. I don't think the Browns are getting enough credit for that move. Considering Claypool went for his second, yeah, at like ab- absolutely, like the like the biggest problem is like the Cowboys did that before the wide receiver market exploded. So like it looks all the more worse for them. It's interesting because Amari, the reason why they did it was because his contract is you know whatever twenty million a year, and they're like, well, we want to give that to CD Lamb and you know, maybe some other guys and free some stuff up. One, you're Jerry Jones, so I don't know what the fuck you're complaining about with money. You gave Ezekiel Elliott like $30 million a year. Secondly, you're going to pay C.D. Lamb all that money in hopes that he eventually becomes an Amari Cooper. So I didn't understand the trade at all. They gave him a fifth-round pick. That might go down as one of the biggest fleeces. Because he was injured last year, Amari Cooper, but what people know is that he is consistent. He's going to score touchdowns. He's one of the best route runners. He's going to get open. And he's having a great year for the Browns. So... Um, and the defense played well for the Browns yesterday, too. So I, that's no wonder they won. So um, most trades in NFL history for a trade deadline. So that was pretty cool. It was nice the, it actually happened. Moves. Yeah. You always like every year it feels like, oh, the trade deadline, but then nothing really happens. I mean, especially in Green Bay. But it was nice that something actually happened this year. Um, how about we ch- dive into some uh, participation awards for uh, so far in the NFL season? It seems like everybody, you know, in our in our society uh, wants a participation trophy. So how about we give out some participation trophies to, you know, whoever NFL players so far? I agree. Uh, my participation trophy goes out to the Packers. The fan base wanted them to get Brandon Cooks and, and Brian Gutekunst, Packers GM. Uh, the Packers GM responded by sleeping in until four. It really was a great effort on his part. So let's give the Packers a round of applause for participating in the 2022 NFL trade deadline. I also want to I also want to point out that this is like the I believe is the seven year six year anniversary of uh, Sashi Brown unplugging the fax machine so that Hugh Jackson and Jimmy Haslam couldn't trade a second and a third round pick for AJ McCarron. Five five year. Uh, so shout out Sashi Brown for it, it. It reminds me of a Scooby Doo gag when they're uh, they're trying to the villains trying to stop somebody and Scooby goes around the back and unplugs it and he, he foils Look the over plan. there. <laughs> yeah, it's on the, <laughs> split up for clues, gang. It reminds it reminds me of the Spider Man meme where, where they're like lifting Spider Man and they just go carefully. Now he's a hero. Oh my god! I mean, that's literally what it sounded like. Is that he they they unplugged the fax machine and Hugh Jackson would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling GMs um anyways I'm gonna have a participation trophy for biggest dick that'll go to Antonio Brown 
Double entendre there. So t- take that for how you uh, take that for what you think it is. All right, mine is actually in NBA land. I'm gonna go for participating in the job market. I'm gonna go with the Brooklyn Nets because as of today, this is no joke. They are hiring for a PR coordinator. The, yeah. The no posting way. is on Indy. Yeah, no I'm, I'm gonna apply to the I job. I'm gonna apply. I'm, I'll make a video about it. All that stuff. <laughs> but they are literally yes. hiring for I a PR you, coordinator. I, I need Matt. I need you for this and for your own stuff or whatever. I need you to vlog this. I need you to. We need weekly updates. Documentary. Documentary style. I think this is right up your... I, I, who knows? I think you could get the job. I think you're actually It qualified. only asks for one year of experience. <laughs> the bar is low. What? Just, just PR. Just PR? Just just public relations? Looks like it. I'll, I'll, I'll t- tailor Bro, my resume to it. That, I'll do it all. Bro, they just hired somebody that said unwanted things to a female employee, and they have an anti anti Semitic uh, basketball player for them. So I think you got the job. Just tell them that you don't do either of those. <laughs> I think so. You know what I think they want? They want a fall guy. You you think a one year fall guy? Oh shit! Yeah. And you think? No, 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 no. They don't. I don't know. Hey, you should be paid for it, man. Are you are you confident anyone is in Brooklyn at the end of this season? Like anyone on that staff or anything right now? Bro, the PR coordinator, dude, you could I would apply for like a social media thing. I think you could fire off some banging tweets for that social media person probably has it just as rough as the PR person right now. Here's the thing though, you're like, yeah, probably. I like I like you didn't answer his question at all. <laughs> he said like are, like will people be fired? You're just like, yeah, man, I think you'll be like, you'll make a great PR. Like that wasn't his question. That's PR. You deflect. It's possible. Yeah, he's just dude. giving me a class. November eighth. Here's the thing. I think that What's the best way to deflect misinformation or really bad PR? Fire off banging tweets because people are going to follow the Nets like, yeah, their coach is a little creepy and and Kyrie hates Jewish people. But, man, do they have a sick-ass tweet that I retweeted the Just other day. Just go the Wendy's route? What, that's, yeah, go straight up Wendy's or Jimmy Seafood or something like that. I think that's I think that's a great move. So I hope you get the PR Thank job. Thank you. Um, I I hope you still make appearances on this podcast as well. But I, I hope you, um, I hope you get the job. And I, I, we we would appreciate some weekly updates. So next week, your homework is to uh, just just tell us how this process is going for you. So we're we're rooting for appreciate you. Appreciate it, guys. All right. So how about we talk about some of our? How about we talk about bold predictions for the second half of the season? Johnny, want to go first? Okay. So my bold prediction is uh, the Jaguars are winning the AFC South. Here's my take on it. Uh, the rest of the division looks absolutely atrocious. The team has a plus 14 point differential despite a two and six record, which is t- which is tied for the 10th best point differential. Uh, Titans are five and two, but they're also at a minus six differential. Granted, that's because of the Bills' loss, where they lost by like 50,000. But Colts are three and four and one minus 28. Texans are one five and one minus 38. Like really, no one is, in this division is good. Just the problem is uh, Trevor Lawrence has been mid at best since the Chargers game, but I don't know. Eventually, the team should figure out how to win in close games because that's how how they've lost in their last five losses, I think, yeah. So this is incredibly interesting to me because you've been very vocal, at least in our group chat, about how much you disdain Trevor Lawrence. And now you're saying they're going to win the AFC I I don't disdain Trevor Lawrence. I disdain that people just continue to say that he's generational when he clearly hasn't even played like top 15 or something. But dude, the potential. He's got so much dude, potential. Dude, dude he, beat, <laughs> he beat Alabama. Like, yeah, that was that was like five years ago. Chill. 
So you're picking a Trevor Lawrence-led team to win the AFC South. I mean, it's it's not a good division. That's fair. That's that's actually very fair. Titans are five and two. Titans are a very quiet five and two. They're always quiet. They are. They're not bad. Yeah, they're not a bad team. The the Titans started off. Didn't they start off zero and two? They did. Mm -hmm. So they're five and two now. They've won five straight games. Indeed. And you're picking the Jaguars to win that division. It's not. It's not a very good take. It's probably going to be wrong. Interesting. All right. So we just totally disproved that. Hey, we're getting bold. <laughs> we're getting bold. We're getting bold here. Oh yeah. I mean, it is bold predictions. It's Jaguars are also called Bold City. I think they are. Jacksonville is really. Yeah, I'm in Jacksonville, not Jaguars. Yeah, for some random reason they are bold. Now that's bold. Okay, Matt. Do you have a prediction? Yeah, I have to, I have one on the field prediction and one off the field prediction. Okay. My on the field prediction. The Rams will come back to make the playoffs and the Cowboys will miss the playoffs. Mm. I'm going the schedule game here. Here's who the Rams have left. Buccaneers this week. I don't think that's a guaranteed loss by any means. Cardinals, Saints, Chiefs, that's probably a loss. Seahawks, Raiders, Packers, Broncos, Chargers, Seahawks. I think there's a lot of wins in there. I know they didn't do a whole lot to improve the team today at the trade deadline, but I trust McVay and the guys are going to figure it out. On the contrary, Cowboys remaining schedule. Packers, Vikings, Giants, Colts, Texans, Jaguars, Eagles, Titans, Commanders. You know they're going to lose at least one or two of those games that they should win. And the rest of that NFC East is pretty damn good. So, and the Cowboys are just the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I think the, I mean, the Eagles are going to win the division. That's what it sounds, that's what it looks like. I mean, the, the Cowboys, I don't know how bold this is, Matt, because the Cowboys are always destined to implode. Now, typically it's in the first round of the playoffs, but the Cowboys regardless implode. So I think they're going to uh, implode. Um, but I, so I don't know how bold this is, is what I'm trying to say. Cause it's the yeah. Cowboys. I feel you. How about, here's my off the field one. This one might be a little more bold. Okay. I genuinely think Giselle is going to date Pete Davidson. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're saying that's too far. He can't do a supermodel. Look at his track record. The guy thrives off of beautiful women coming off of divorces or just who are emotionally vulnerable. I, th- it would be, it would be like a step up for sure for him. But I mean, he's, he's done nothing but step up in his entire career. He, he, he's the father who stepped up. Exactly. I genuinely, he's not the stepfather. He's the father who stepped up. I Here's genuinely with my heart believe this happens within the next six months. Pete Davidson is Dennis Rodman. He is the ultimate rebounder. This dude's all time. Yes. You guys remember um, they put like a baseball graphic up of like the 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 field, the baseball field, and it was like the people that Derek Jeter dated if they were like a starting lineup for baseball. I feel like Pete Davidson is gonna get to that point eventually. He's also I, I just don't understand. I guess it just it just goes to show how much woman values somebody being funny. And as somebody that's not funny, um, I struggle with Pete Davidson being so successful and being around, I guess, beautiful women all the time. I mean, at least that explains why Grimes divorced Elon. It's true. <laughs> I'm so also over being Elon. rich probably helps. That's why Elon, uh, Elon's 
dad married his sister, had kids with his sister. Um, I, I like this take a lot, and I, I think it's going to happen. Um, I, I want to talk about my take. It's a great transition because we're going to talk about Giselle, and I, my, my take has to do with Tom Brady. Um, I think the Buccaneers are going to win a Super Bowl this year. I think they're going to win it. And uh, you asked me, hey, uh, that's a really bold take. What, why, why are you picking that? And my answer is I don't know, but we've been in this position before. Um, I don't remember exactly what the record was, but in 2020, the Buccaneers were not very good. Everybody was saying Tom Brady was washed. Even last season, they weren't amazing. There have been so many seasons where I feel like Tom Brady has not looked great or the team that he is on has not looked great, and they have put it together in the second half of the season. And here's another thing. Nobody's expecting the Buccaneers to be good right now. So that's the perfect time for the Buccaneers to be good right now is when nobody is expecting it. They're going into the game. Yeah, it's Tom Brady, but he's 45. He's washed. They're not going to get it done. And I just think they're going to go on a run in the second half of the season. Tom Brady's going to find some banging hot supermodel wife for, to, to eventually marry, but to be uh, his girlfriend for this season. He's got the moxie back, and, and that's his motivation to put food on the table for his new supermodel girlfriend. There's betting odds out uh, there about who he dates next. Can we pull it up, please? I'll do that. Johnny, you go ahead. I, yeah, I will say uh, it is an even-numbered year. I, I am once again on an even-numbered bid. And uh, what is what has Tom Brady done in every even-numbered year since 2014? Won a Super Bowl. Won a Super Bowl, exactly. 2022, even-numbered year. It wow. Is, I, mean, I think that's like a, that, that's why I predicted him to win the Super Bowl like beforehand. I think I like earlier than the 49ers, but still. Did the Ravens play this past? They played the Bucks. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, they played last week. We watched it. So were they supposed to lose or were they supposed to win? Because it was you're on the even. I think the Ravens were supposed to lose. And they, they, they broke the. They I, broke did the curse. Them, I, I did predict them to break it, despite the even odd thing. Okay, interesting. All, All right, Matt, do you have the information? I do. So, the leader right now at plus fourteen hundred is Taylor Swift, which seems weird. Wait, what? 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 What are these odds? What that's are these not odds? Hap- that's not it's happening. Right. It's from Odd it's Checker. Wait, wait, wait. Can you send me this? You, no, actually, I, I want to be left in allure. Okay, so right. what, do you like Pl- the? It, it, do all the odds on that sheet. Go ahead. Gotcha. Taylor Swift plus fourteen hundred. Adriana Lima plus sixteen hundred. Who is it? Wait, who is that? Who is that? She's just another oh. supermodel, I think. <laughs> do you do you know? No, I don't know. I just wanted to keep going. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Kim Kardashian at plus twenty five hundred. That one I could see. <laughs> And Pete Davidson dates Giselle. It's a switch up if we're doing swing or something. Switcheroo. Halle Berry Guys. plus twenty five hundred. Jennifer yeah. Aniston plus twenty five hundred. Lindsey Vaughn plus twenty five hundred. Question. And question before you say the next one. The, is there uh, any odds for a uh, normal person that no. isn't a celebrity? Okay. No. Okay. But rounding it up at ten thousand plus ten thousand, Amber Heard. <laughs> Guys, can you imagine just like, can you imagine just... Guys, have you heard the news? You walk into the office the next day, you have a Gucci suit on, and they ask you, how did you get that Gucci suit? You say you put $1 on Amber Heard dating Tom Brady, and uh, you you won some money. I made my money the old-fashioned way. (laughs) Printing money. Degenerate gambling. Amber Heard Tom Brady. So who are you guys taking? I think Kim Kardashian is definitely a play. I do too. I like, uh, who's the first one you said? Swift. 
T Swift. <laughs> Can you imagine the breakup and Taylor Swift writes a song about Tom Brady? Who goes more demon mode, Taylor Swift on her next album or Tom Brady in the next game if they broke up? <laughs> who goes, who has say, more I'll, motivation? I'll, to, say, I'll who, say Aniston. Who has more motivation? Like that, that would be great. I have one more prediction. I'll say it quickly. Packers are not winning another game because I think Rodgers... Because I think Rodgers is conspiring with Pat McAfee for more Pat McAfee clout and, uh, you know, neg- negativity. But here's, the thing. but here's the thing. What if Pat McAfee doesn't have Aaron Rodgers on the show anymore because he's not doing well? I mean, he's going he to have to. He just doesn't get enough clicks. The, he's going to have to since the NFL won't let him use use logos for some reason, even though they're paying $4 million. Yeah, that was right. stupid. The NFL Wait, cannot so get out of its own way. I kind of saw it before the show. I, I kind of was reading that. So the NFL will not let... Pat McAfee use logos on their graphics, correct? What do you mean? Okay, so you, you know when I said that, that's what I meant. Okay, it's, yeah, but so with anything they have, they can't use like uh, the Browns logo or the Lions logo. Nope. They, I don't know. No, they can't. Yeah, they can't. I thought they had a deal with NFL Films. It's, it's they, the NFL. What do you, what do you they expect? apparently did, but apparently NFL's a little threatened, so they took those logo rights away. So now they can. They only took go. oh, they took them away. They had them, but they're gone. Some like, or they like sent him a reminder saying that they couldn't use it or something. something That's super interesting. Because I heard McAfee said he's he said okay, we're going to talk about like payer or player health insurance and CTE stuff now, as he should. That seems like uh, extortion. I think I I'd say go for it. If if do we think uh, Pat McAfee's going to jail? That might be a bold prediction. Pat McAfee arrested. Uh, Do the podcast from uh, the. Indiana, Indianapolis State Penitentiary. My cellmate is a dog. <laughs> if anyone My bail was millions and <laughs> millions of dollars. <laughs> Fuck Boston so, Connor. Someone bail I'm me in the out. Pond. <laughs> I'm in the pond. <laughs> if anyone could pull it off, it's probably him. Just a couple of stooges in the penitentiary. He's gonna get Rogers arrested too. Show every Tuesday. <laughs> join in, join in cell ten at Boston Connor. Um, that'd be interesting. Yeah, he's, next time Call he interviews Rogers, he's gonna wear a wire so he can bring Rogers down with him. <laughs> join us now live at one p.m. COVID survivor and jail sur- survivor AJ Hawk. <laughs> jail survivor AJ Hawk. All right, how about we go into? Oh my god. I always love when we go into those tangents. Let's do some week nine games. Johnny, you chose the games this week. There are some big spreads on here. I'm not sure what uh, your job is to look at some good games. You didn't you didn't put the Seahawks and Cardinals on here. What do you what was your reasoning behind that? Um, I don't want to talk about the Cardinals right now. Why? It's so entertaining. It's so bad. It's good. Kyler Murray is. I, I look forward to the points <laughs> bet sportsbook tweet. About double XP weekends or every time Kyler Murray loses. and Because they just put out one saying Kyler Murray is 0-1 since Call of Duty was dropped. I mean, the Seahawks are going to win that game anyway because the Cardinals don't have home field advantage. The Seahawks always win at Arizona. But the, the line is minus two. The line is minus two. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll talk about the first, first game. It's, it's a Thursday night game. The Eagles are playing at the Texans. The Eagles are favored by minus 14. And I'm going to tell you what. You're going to pick the Texans in an upset, aren't you? I'm going to pick the Texans in an upset, and I, I'm not quite sure why. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I'm going to, to backpedal on that one. Johnny walked <laughs> me in there. He was trying to have me do it. I'm not going to do that. I will say that the Eagles will not 
not lose the spread. I think this is going to be a three-touchdown game. We all thought the Texans were going to be good, but then we realized that uh, they're not. I think the Eagles... Um, Wait, what? The Eagles are great. The Eagles are... Who, who do they lose to this year? They haven't. No one! Wait, they're undefeated? Yeah, they're they undefeated. Are. Bro, do you even cover the... Keep up with the sport? <laughs> you're, you're literally telling me to keep up with basketball. You can't even keep up with football. You know what? Fuck you. I'm picking the Texans. Suck my dick. <laughs> Suck my dick. Texans are winning. That's what. That's why. That's why I thought they you had also lost. Said we all, they lost you also week. said we all so thought. Dick, you also said we you. all thought the Texans would be good. No, no one you. thought the Texans would be good. I never said that. You just said that. <laughs> you literally just said that. You just rewind the tape. I don't believe you. <laughs> delete well, the tape, Matt. I'll, throw, edit this. I'll throw in review and the edit process for the Matt, fans. Delete it. As Papa John once said, the truth will come out. <laughs> Wait. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He said that, and the truth never came out. <laughs> that was the truth. Are you kidding? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Dude, Papa John said that, then COVID started like two weeks later. What are you talking about? <laughs> the day of reckoning the day came. Of ra- the day of reckoning will come. Except for it ended up just being just, like great for pizza want- delivery companies. <laughs> and he also just went to Seattle, just like coughing someone and giving COVID. That's my favorite thing is like, not my favorite thing, but you see all these people like laying off people, everybody like nobody has jobs and stuff, and you see all those Domino's commercials and be like, we're hiring, we're hiring people, come on work at Domino's, we've experienced 500% profit margin every month. <laughs> we're getting, we, we might be getting a bit off track here. <laughs> we can talk about that, we should start a conspiracy podcast. Uh, Johnny, who are you picking between the Eagles and Texans, and why is it not the Texans? Uh, you're correct. It's not the Texans. It's actually the Eagles because uh, AJ Brown is coming off a huge game against the Steelers. Uh, scored thirty seven points. For Shut the fuck up. He's yeah, in your yeah no one cares about that. Jalen Hurts has improved uh, as the deep passer, and he's improving in structure. Like I think he only had six rushing yards against the Steelers. He was just making play after play after play in the pocket. Um, but I will say I I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout because because of the short week. Texans are also hosting, so I think it'll be a bit more competitive than people think. But I still think the Eagles pull pull out in the end. Yeah, I think this is a classic example of those games that are close in the first half. Eagles pull away in the second. I think the MVP race at this point is Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and maybe Josh Allen. What do you mean? What do you mean maybe? I don't know. I'd have to look at the numbers. I feel like Josh Allen had a slow stretch for, I guess, maybe it was probably just one or two games. Do you think Mahomes is going to get the LeBron treatment in that, like, oh, he's always, like, an MVP candidate, so we're just not going to pick him as much anymore, and we'll give it to a guy like Jalen Hurts? Because I, I think Patrick Mahomes, it should be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. If he wins this year, they're definitely going to give him that treatment. Yeah, because he only has the one. So, uh, give me the Eagles on this one. Close game at the first, but then they pull away. Okay, and I just wanted to make sure that this is this is my upset of the week because that's a. It, I, I, I don't so. know why. Every time I see a double digit spread, I'm like, I'll pick because it worked for the Jets against the Packers. But also the Jets, by the way, kind of suck right now. We can go to that game. Um, Bills against the Jets. The Bills are favored by minus thirteen. Boys, I tell you what, don't do it. Don't do it, <laughs> Matt. Should I do it? Just, just do it. Your funeral. No, I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick the Bills for sure to win this one. I uh, the Bills are too good, man. The Bills are just they're unreal. They're they're unreal. They're the best. And, and, and I'm just I'm not sold on the Jets. I think they have a solid team, but Zach Wilson just is is terrible. He is next to Baker as the worst quarterback statistically in the NFL right now. And I'm just 
quarterback play takes you takes you places, and it, it can also take you to the wrong places. And uh, I, I just am not sold on Zach Wilson. So I, I think I think the spread is fair. I think the Bills win by two touchdowns. Yeah, like it was a good point you brought up, like comparing to Baker, because like it does remind me a bit of like Baker last year when the Browns had like a completely like really really talented team, but the problem was uh, the quarterback play was like le- like league bottom, and uh, I think you're also seeing that from Zach Wilson. Uh, he's by far the weakest link of that Jets team. I mean, it, like it kind of is fun watching him like try to make a play out of the pocket. Keyword try because he really can at this point. But uh, yeah, I, that's about it. I got the Bills winning this game by a mile. Yeah, I think the Jets are starting to get exposed. They're, the games they did win, they were winning in spite of Zach Wilson. It's cool to watch him run around, but then he does nothing after he like runs for like a negative two-yard loss. So it kind of just defeats the purpose or whatever. He's a great first half of the highlight is good. The, the second half of the highlight is never any good. So like when you're scrolling Twitter and you see like the first bit of the highlight, oh, that's pretty cool. You click into it, and then he just ends up throwing it away. You're like, oh, okay, that's nothing. So uh, Bill, I'll take the Bills by a lot. It's the quintessential meme, uh, having the first half, not going to lie. Exactly. Yeah. Is, uh, I have two takes with this. First, um, I think the Browns were the, <laughs> the reason that the Jets went on a run. Um, because if they don't lose that game, if they lose that game, the Jets are like, everybody's like, they're bombs, they suck. They started to get some life after coming back from 14 down with like a minute and a half left. And like, oh, wow. Uh or 13 down, excuse me, like, oh, wow, we uh, we won a football game. It was kind of handed to us, but uh, they got some momentum after that. My second take is that New York football sucks again. I, I think the Giants aren't going to have a great year. Okay, sorry, New York football is good because Buffalo is the only team in New York. New Jersey football is back to being terrible. My opinion, I don't think they're going to finish very well. I think the Giants are going to be mediocre, and I think the Jets will as well. One last thing before we go on to the next game. Um, I will say uh, I have a theory uh, because, like, Joe Woods helped out Robert Solly because they were on the same 49ers defensive coaching staff in 2019. That's something to think about. You think Joe Woods had money on that Browns-Jets game? I'm, I'm, I'm saying he should be suspended. Calvin Ridley. I'm, I'm calling him bluff. I think he's just naturally bad. Okay, so we got the Vikings at the Commanders. The Vikings are favored by minus three and a half. The Vikings have only lost one game, correct? There's two the Eagles. One. To the Eagles. Very, mm-hmm. very interesting. Is Kirk Cousins him? I, I called him a fraud at the beginning of the season, and you know what? I'm going to continue to call him a fraud, but I do think the Vikings are going to beat the Commanders. I just think... That everybody's like, wow, they're so good. And you know what? They're going to implode because you know what? This is a Minnesota sports team. And I just, as a Cleveland sports team, we kind of have that connection, Matt. Um, even though I don't think you're really a Minnesota sports fan anymore. I'm going to pick the Vikings to win this game. Uh, it, but eventually, Kirk Cousins is going to be proven as a fraud. I mean, he has to be. It's, it's, it's written. It, it has to happen. Speaking of Kirk Cousins, this is actually the Kirk Cousins Bowl because he used to it play is. for the Commanders. No, he didn't. What was the team he played for? What was it called? Uh, Pigskins. I, I think the audio went out. I didn't I think it might have buffered. Anyways, go ahead and go, ahead and go to your pick in the Kirk Cousins Bowl. Um, I'm also going to pick the Vikings to win this one. Uh, Zedaria Smith should be a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. He was pretty much the reason why they won against the Cardinals last week. Uh, Commanders are kind of like the Vikings in, that, in, like, in which they've uh, gutted it out in close wins. Uh, like the last three games, they've won by combined eight points. Um, so this should be another close game, but one that I think the Vikings squeak out and win because they have a solid defensive line and Commanders maybe have the worst offensive line in the league. 
Unfortunately, um, I got I got to pick the Vikings as well. What do you mean, unfortunately? Uh, I I like cheering against the Vikings so much. That was me and Jared's bit. I loved it more than anything. You're such a pessimist. Oh, I'm terrible. But I think the Vikings are going to end up being the top seed of the NFC, mainly because they have such a weak schedule. The people they've beaten so far this year are the Packers, the Lions, the Saints, the Bears, the yeah. Dolphins without Tua, and the Cardinals. They've not been tested. And the one game they were tested was against the Eagles, and they got rocked. They don't play another – they play one more primetime game this year. Every other game is at noon. So they're going to – What day is it on? I think it's uh, – I think it's Thanksgiving. Okay, they're probably won that one. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. I think they have a cakewalk through the rest of the season. They have, like, the commanders. They got the Bills at noon. That will be a tough one. Mm-hmm. And then they got the Jets and the Lions. I don't know. I think they're going to have a top seed, but I do think they're eventually exposed in the playoffs. I think they're a better team than they were these last few I years. Agree. I think O'Connell's made them a better team, but it's it's still it's Kirk Cousins. Like like that's all you got to say. So give me the Vikings in this one, but yeah, I got my eye on them. <coughs> I agree with that. Also, I just um, checked my audio and it went out at some point. This is some overload thing again. Okay, uh, I can just do so, the zoom. Yeah, it's my bad. No, it's um, all good. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Okay. Um, we got to go back up to the uh, – let's, let's do the Chargers and Falcons. The Chargers are favored by minus three. Um, the Falcons are in first place in the NFC South. This is my favorite thing that Johnny does. He has to annotate why he thinks this is a good game. So because you don't know anything about football. No, because so the NFL is so bad right now. Well, that too. You have to basically justify why you are – because this is not a good game. But the Falcons are first place in the division, and the Chargers have a wild card spot, I think. That's what Johnny wrote in the notes. (laughs) So I just wanted to illustrate that. So I think this is my lock of the week, even though it's only a three-point spread. Um, Chargers make it exciting, but I think they win by a touchdown against the Falcons in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm also going to pick the Chargers to win this one. These are obviously two of the most, uh, wildest fourth-quarter teams in the league, but um, I really do not trust Marcus Mariota at all. I think they're getting Cordell Patterson back this week. I'm not entirely sure. That should help, that should help up the run game, which has been pretty good. But uh, Mar- Mariota, I do not trust at all. Defense, defense has been terrible. I don't know. I, I just see the Chargers winning this one. Yeah, this just feels like a game the Chargers should be able to handle which of course means they probably won't be able to handle it i'm gonna take them regardless uh falcons are a fun story i don't think they're that good of a team no i mean if the carolina panthers would have beaten them this past week they would have been first in the nfc south so that they're three and five or excuse me they're four and four correct yeah falcons are four and four and then the bucks and saints are three and five and the panthers are two and six that would have been crazy if the Panthers were three and five in first place in in, in the NFC South. That would have been wild. Um, I think Brandon Staley could get some jealousy this week and um, see the Falcons blowing some leans. And he's like, you know what? We're gonna run a fourth and ten pass play, run our QB draw play from our fifteen yard line, just because the analytics told me and fucked me in the ass. So we'll see if that happens or not. I'm not quite sure. But let's um, we're gonna move on to the Rams and Bucks. Was that? Was that a Super Bowl? Or no, 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 no. Division round. Tom Brady played the Rams. Division round, yes. I thought it was the best game of the playoffs. I guess besides that Bills Chief one later that day. That was a great day, and I I believe we were in Fargo for that one. I think we I think I was in North Dakota for that. That was amazing. Um, 
Tom Brady's played the Rams before in the Super Bowl. They played last year. Um, the Bucks are favored by minus two and a half. It is in Tampa. And I think this is the week that the Bucks bounce back when people aren't expecting it. I, I know you, you think the Rams, you're a part of the rambling, Matt. I think you, you know, I appreciate you as a friend um, and, and as a coworker. But I just don't think the Rams are going to beat the Bucks. They didn't get up any of their 1,500 first-round picks that nobody can fucking figure out how they got. They've been doing some voodoo magic. I think the Bucs are going to win this one and uh, get some momentum back. I think they're going to be in first place in the NFC South when it's all said and done after this week. Because um, the uh, the Chargers are going to beat the Falcons, and then the Bucs are going to win. So that's just my thing. And a little foreshadowing to my prediction at the end about smaller teams in the NFC South. So I'm going to pick the Bucs. This is a battle between a team with no health versus a team with no heart. So mm, I, I might cold. have to I might have to hit the upset button and pick the Rams to win this. Wow. Shaq Barrett is out for the year. He like he's a big part of that front, big part of that defense. Um and, and since twenty twenty, Sean McVay has managed to play well against the Bucks. Like he's beaten them like three like all three times that like they've faced each other since then. Um, and I, and I don't know. Like, I still think the Bucks like will compete for the NFC South because it's that bad of a division. But I guess I have the Rams winning this. So, one. what happens to the Bucks, Matt, if they're three and six after this week? I mean, that division's so bad. I think they're fine still. Yeah, is anything? Yeah, 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 that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter at all. They're all playing for fun at this point. I'm not saying this is true, but I just want to throw the conversation out there for people to think about. Is Tom Brady good without Rob Gronkowski? Or to sell. Or to sell. I think he is. Like, Gronk definitely makes him better, but I definitely, I still think he's good. I, I actually don't think he's been playing that bad this year. It's just like, I don't know, everyone, everyone's hurt. Yeah. But nothing's just really clicking for that offense. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I'm going to take the Bucks in this one. They're, they're injured as hell, and it feels like they have no, like, rhythm or chemistry whatsoever. But that D-line, I still feel like, will do pretty well against that Ramsdale line just because that Ramsdale line is so bad. And you can't underestimate the revenge factor of the Bucks losing that game the way they did. Sorry, I was looking at an article that has the betting odds for who Giselle is going to stay next uh, via TMZ. Um, did you read this article, Matt? I did because not. They have, they have Pete at the best odds at plus 1,200. Damn straight. Um, they think also Jason Momoa, um, the guy who played uh, He just got divorced Aquaman. as well. Yeah, he thinks he, he's plus 1,800. There's other people on there. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, John Mayer, Chris Evans, Bradley whoa, Cooper. Whoa, whoa, Not Leo. Way too Jill's old. Jill's not even 25. Jill's not even 25. That seems incredibly misinformed. Um, okay, this can't. This has to be. This has to be ridiculous. It says Rob Gronkowski is on the list, and yeah. and it says naturally his odds are set at plus sixty nine hundred. That would be <laughs> top yeah. ten anime that, betrayals of all time. That's that's bait. That's bait. This who who do they pick for this thing? Who where are the odds from? I don't know, man. Um. Okay, so it also this yeah this isn't this there's no way TMZ I think just pulls out of their ass because um, Donald Trump is on the list. A couple, a couple never ever happen options include Donald Trump, Zach Wilson, and Antonio Brown. So, which I feel like Antonio Brown have more odds than Zach Wilson and Donald Trump. But um, 
it, it does seem like they're Titans off the field. Okay. Matt, did you, who did you pick? <laughs> the box. <laughs> okay. I the box. Okay. Okay, we're going to move on because this I'm going to I'm going to close the window on this article. That was that was ridiculous. Not as ridiculous as the Brooklyn Nets, but that was ridiculous. Okay, we got two more games. Let's get through this. We got the Titans at the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by minus 12 and a half and I like this a lot. Um, they're both 5 and 2. Guys, I don't know, man. Real quick tangent. You don't like this game? Well, no, I, I, I don't know if I like the... You don't even know who I was going to pick. No, it's like... I, I, no, I don't know if I don't like like the spread. Well, you, well, you find out if I do. I don't know. We haven't heard anything from Jackson Mahomes, man. Do you, if you have any updates, I know you, you saw him one time in a Kansas City bar. I got no updates. I think he's still TikTok, and I just don't think people are... I think people are kind of over making fun of him. I don't, I don't think he's posted anything for a while, man. I mean, to be fair, he hasn't done anything as controversial as as, as stopping on a dead person's logo. So yeah, I think he's kept it within the press box mostly. You think so? In the press box where he sits. Um, well, I'm gonna check. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm gonna check. Do you think his that's last the post key was to the Chiefs' success? And his last post before that was he's posted twice in the past two months. Does this have anything in like like what you, like your factor? No, I was trying to pick out, figure out a segue to say that I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win this game. Um, I couldn't figure out one, so I'm going to pick the Titans to win. <laughs> That's it. You're just doing that. Yeah, I'm just going to pick the Titans for that reason. There is merit to that. And like, the reason I don't really like the spread of this game is because outside of the Bills, no team plays as well against the Chiefs as the Titans. I don't know what it is, but like the Titans have won like five of their last six meetings against the Chiefs, including the playoffs. Mm. Um, I don't know. They just have Andy Reid's number for some reason. That said, I think the Chiefs' offense is playing on such a tear right now that I don't know if Derek Henry could be enough to like to, to beat them. I'll, I mean, I like I'll also take the Chiefs to win this game. I don't think it'll be by two scores, but I think they end up pulling away in the end. Yeah, I, you, you hit the nail on the head. Vrabel has always kind of had Mahomes' number, which is really interesting. And on primetime games, his guys like get up and play for them. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to take the Titans as my upset of the week. I was going to do the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs bolded, but I don't have an upset yet. So give me the Titans. I like that. So you, you pick the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm the only one that's picked the Chiefs. <laughs> Joey just picked the Titans just because. I mean, you gave every reason for me to pick the Titans and then pick the Chiefs, which is hilarious. And then... <laughs> Uh, Matt gave a good reason as well, so I, I, I kind of feel like uh, I'm in the right for this one. So uh, We're going to go to the Monday Night Football game, our last game. Um, Ravens at the Saints. Ravens minus three. I, I alluded to some foreshadowing. I think the Bucs are going to be first place in the NFC South. In order for that to happen, the Saints have to lose uh, this game. I think the Ravens are going to win this game. I think it's going to be close. I like the spread of minus three. I think they win by a field goal decided by Justin Tucker. I, think, I feel like I say this every week. I mean, I, I, I just I feel like just, I say Justin Tucker's going to decide every game every week. Um, so who knows what actually happens. I guess that's what predicting means. Um, but I'm going to say the Ravens win this one by a field goal. Justin Tucker decides it. I'm going to say it. Don't my hot take it. is that the my my hot take is that the Saints have the best team in the NFC South. 
The team has had like endless injuries to the offense, yet that offense has been really good in spite of that. They're fifth in yards per play. They're eighth in points scored. The problem is just the defense is terrible. Yeah, the problem is just one phase. The, one of the most important phases of football, they're just bad at. Okay, got yeah, it. Pretty soon. I mean, uh, this is going to be my upset of the week. I'm going to pick the Saints is. to win this game. The, the, the Saints on prime time at the Superdome are unstoppable. And regardless of the Ravens, like, just traded for Roquan Smith. Do we have stats for that, by the way? Do we have stats? That we do, like, historically since 2011. They, like, they have they are really good. dominant on primetime at the Superdome. Okay. So I'll take the Saints to win this one. Okay. Fuck, don't convince me now. Uh, do it. I, I thought Ravens for sure, but I forgot about the whole, especially on Monday Night Football. It felt like every time Drew Brees played on Monday Night Football, he broke some sort of record. I'm gonna oh, wait, wait, take. They have Dalton. They have Dalton. Shit. I'm gonna take the Ravens. I think they're gonna play a sloppy game, and the Saints are gonna hang in there because the Saints do fight. The Saints team does fight really well, but you're, give me the Ravens. You're such a fake Lamar Jackson stand. Well, you're, what, he's, what, no, what, what does no. this have to do with you're gonna, He's gonna go off. He's gonna go off and win the game for the also, Saints, I, and you're gonna change I your said, fucking I profile said, picture to. Uh, Lamar Jackson face, you're gonna say Lamar Jackson CEO Hive, Hive CEO. Bro, hey, I also said merchant. I also said this would be a shootout. Because it's in New Orleans? What do you mean by that? If the game's in New Orleans, not Baltimore. New Orleans isn't much safer, but I don't know why you're saying you're that's not, a, no, no, shootout around. You know what shootouts are? Yeah. Like offensive battles. Okay. Be more specific next time. Sure. Um well, it kind of wraps up the show so far. Um, not so far, just the show's wrapped up. I do want to, um, if, for people that have made it to the end of this episode, I feel like we should reward you for making it to the end of the episode. So uh, anything you guys are working on, I'm going to the Cavs game tomorrow against the Celtics, which will be Wednesday. And I'm going to chew a piece of gum for every point the Cavs score. I'm going to start in the second half, uh, so we'll see how that one goes. But potentially 100, 120 pieces of gum in my mouth will be the same time. You're gonna break your jaw. Sue the Cavs. There Ooh. you go. Even no even. money, no money. I just want to play. <clears throat> Pull me on the team, coach. Pull me in. Get your money up. Not your funny up. That's an all-time line for Matt. Another line for Matt is God gives his biggest naps to his sleepiest soldiers. <laughs> Com- comfiest <laughs> naps to his sleepiest soldiers. All time. All time. Um, the only thing I'm working on is uh, this Brooklyn Nets application. I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> Updates next week. Come back. Come back next week and see where Matt is in his application process and in the process of being the Nets. Maybe he saves the Brooklyn Nets, and then we write it. We, we make a documentary about how Matt saves the Nets. Yeah, we'll see if Bill Simmons is really talking out of his ass with this whole Zip Recruiter stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have to apply in Zip Recruiters too. I'm going to compete with you for that job. <laughs> Also, L of the week to me for drinking red wine during the podcast. I looked at the camera a couple times and smiled, and uh, my teeth are very discolored, so kind of an L on that one. But It is Halloween, though. No, it's November 1st, actually. Oh, it, it was Halloween. It was, correct. Um, well, thanks for watching and listening, or however you uh, consume this. This is the Suryat Show, Week 9 NFL Preview. We appreciate you. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, wherever uh, you consume podcasts, and uh you know, not an undefeated week for me. We don't have the stats for that, but I'm gonna every game I pick is typically correct. Uh, Alex Jones told me that once. This is the Suryat Show. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.